Welcome to the New Joe Chuang Podcast. My name is Isaac Kamins. This is a bi-weekly podcast where my friend Jess O'Brien and I discuss internal martial arts, qigong, and meditation. This week we continue our discussion on the great Xingyi Bagua Tai Chi master Sun Ludong. Uh, we continue talking about his Xingyi training. This week we profile his training with his second Xingyi teacher, Guoyun Shen. And we look at some writings from Guoyun Shen on how to train Xingyi and Xingyi's relationship to Taoism and Gong. Uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Take care and thanks for listening. Welcome to the Neijia Chun Podcast with Isaac and Jess. We're continuing our discussion of the great Xingyi, Bagua, and Tai Chi master Sun Ludong. Last time we talked about his experiences with Li Kuai Yuan, his first Xingyi teacher. And once he reached the peak of his training, he was then ready to go on and train with Li's teacher, Guo Yunshen. At this point, Sun Ludong is traveling to meet Guo Yunshen in Beijing in the spring of 1882. He decided to stay and practice full-time with Guo. Sun moved in with his new teacher and studied Xing Yichun. When Guo saw Sun Ludong's son Xing Yichun, he was very impressed. He said that Sun had especially, was especially skilled in Xingyi's monkey form, so he nicknamed Sun the Living Monkey. It is said that Sun had so much natural talents, he eventually surpassed the level of his original teacher, Li Kuai Yuan. So let's see. So further on, it talks about Guo in his teaching method. Guo did not teach Sun much new material, but watched him practice what he already knew and made corrections. One night, after Sun had been there for a year, he was outside practicing when Guo leapt out of the shadows and tried to attack him with Bung Chuan. Sun instinctively used a leaping move from monkey form and leaped back 10 feet. Guo was very happy that Sun could react so well. <laughs> And I think when you look at Sun Ludong, he's that slim, light build that would be perfect for Monkey, where you right. sort of hop back and forth and you know, with very adroit springiness. So then it describes Sun Ludong traveling around with Guo and sort of being his assistant teacher. Um, and Sun became a formal inheritor of Guo Yunshen's Xing Yichuan. Altogether, Sun stayed with Guo for eight years, at which time Guo told Sun that if he wanted to add a new dimension to his martial arts, he should practice Bagua Zhang to become skilled at evasiveness. Hmm. Guo told Sun that he would like to take him to Beijing to study Bagua with his friend Cheng Tinghua. The year was 1889. So now I'd like to look at some of the sayings of Guo Yunshen, because this was this pivotal teacher of Sun Ludong's, and he records the lessons he learned from him, and some of these uh, advices are pretty interesting to, to check out. Right, and we mentioned Guo in an earlier episode when we were talking about Zhang Yunshen, because he also went back after training with his first teacher to go and train with Guo as a sort of finishing thing. So, so Guo and Shen was mentoring some of these guys who were coming up from other teachers. Right. It sounds like he was kind of the elder the statesman. Of it kind of and, yeah, and just kind of these all guys were all going to get their little finishing touches from him. So looking at the advice from Guo Yun Shen in Robert W. Smith's book, Xing Yi from 1972. Here we have advice from the masters, Guo Yun Shen. So here's the first sentence. Xing Yi is similar to Taoist meditation. Both have the goal of emptiness. There so he just go. jumps into the most esoteric spirituality from the very beginning. Yet this was the guy who was known for his fierce temper and hell-raising approach. Well, you can be an asshole and be spiritual. It's not mutually exclusive. <laughs> no doubt. But again, that mention of Taoist meditation of emptiness. So I've heard him talk about calmness previously and and uh, stillness and stuff. But this emptiness seems like another concept that may go yet deeper. 
Well, yeah, the concept of emptiness in Taoist meditation is sort of the goal, right? That's the point where you get to, it's sort of the step before enlightenment, you know, is you, 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 ena you enable the sense of just being in the Tao and you're not, uh, you're not doing anything, but you're not, not doing anything. So you're empty of like pain, suffering, happiness, all that type of stuff. You're just beyond all worldly things is my impression. Yeah. I think it's, it's multi-level, you know, when they talk about emptiness on a physical level, it's about freedom of pain and your body being comfortable. Emptiness on a spiritual level is just the emptiness of the emptiness of struggle. I think it would be the best way to put conflict. It, right? So there's no, there's nothing in your body or your mind that's Fighting itself, yeah, fighting uh, yeah. itself. Yeah, I think it's the best way to. Put I mean, it. that's about as far as I understand it, but yeah. I imagine it goes far deeper. But it's right? it's the same thing with like the the microcosmic orbit practices. They talk about you know the end goal being the sort of the golden elixir, right? And it's the same thing where you get to this point of just being able to sit there and quote you know listen to the sound of the stringless instrument or whatever it is, and that that thing of your your past doing a whole bunch of stuff and now you can just sort of sit there and be in be. it you know it's like uh, you're sounds, not doing anything. sounds good yeah. <laughs> it's out there somewhere yeah. so the next section we borrow from the Taoist three changes one sperm to chi two chi to spirit and three spirit to emptiness so there's that emptiness emphasis again and these are the familiar three stages of Xingyi practice that all the different schools have their own explanation of Obvious power, hidden power, and mysterious power. The three stages of training that comes up again and again. And he begins by saying, the way to reach the highest level is through the obvious and the concealed energies. To get the obvious energy, you must be centered and balanced. Through this energy, sperm is worked into chi, which changes the bones. So the idea is that you become centered and balanced to access obvious overt power um, he doesn't mention like weightlifting or becoming extremely strong or anything like that. It's more like you you settle into your bones somehow. Your jing enters the bones. I don't know. Well, it's not what I to me. That's just physical power from structure. So it it's the alignments, uh, ligaments, tendons, all you know the physical stuff. Uh, both being in the right position and being conditioned to be strong enough to do whatever it is you're trying to do. That makes sense. Here, the Here's another little clue to what he's talking about. After concerted practice, the dispersed chi is concentrated at the navel and all parts of the body are coordinated. This is called little heaven. That's the... Shao Zhou Tian. That's the small microcosmic orbit, right? That's the first level of Xing Yi training is all the chi concentrates in the navel and all parts of the body are coordinated. This is called the Xiao Zhou Tian. Yeah, so the, 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 the Jing, right, the first one, that's what they refer to as your essence or your sort of the Western term we would use is more constitution, right? That's your... Right, well, they call it sperm. Back right, in the but, but your constitution being sort of your... Um, your constitutional nature are you a strong person are you a weak person are you a thin or thin fat. frail person are you a thin wiry person are you a mm. big flabby kind of mushy person are you a big kind of heavy strong person right, right. so that's going to determine the the 
way you approach the training in some ways. Mm. So that's the first bit is just kind of getting your body structure, right? And concentrating into the navel once again is like that's brought up as the key. Well, that becomes the second piece of once you have the physical structure, sort of you've got the glass, right? This is the way Bruce would always put it is you, you first have to build the container to hold the liquid, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't drink out of a glass with holes in it. So you first make a container that has no gaps, no holes, no breaks, right? That's all of the physical training. That's the obvious power of right. Shingy. Then you move to, okay, let's put the liquid in it or become aware of the liquid in it now that it's got, a, you know, it's a, a full container. And so that liquid is your chi. That is your non-physical elements of your inside. That always culminates with this obsession with concentrating all that into the navel. Well, in the lower dungeon, the navel, as they say, is the place where all of those uh, energy lines and physical things meet. It's again, right. like I said before, it's the, the the physical center of your body. So in terms of your physicality, it's the it's your center of gravity. But also in terms of your energetic stuff, it's where all of your energetic lines meet in your lower dandian. So you can access everything from that one place, and it becomes sort of like your control room for the rest of your body. So when you want to move your hand, it quote unquote comes from your dandian, right? And all the movements in Shingi quote unquote come out of your dandian, both your foot and your hand mm. and your spine. So this, that's kind of a still, again, it's a physical thing because you're still talking about hands and feet and spine, mm. but you're talking about it connecting to something that's not physical. Right. And it ended, the very final piece of this first stage is the little heaven or Shaozo Tian, which is a concept straight from Taoist alchemy right. and meditation. Right. Well, that's kind of the, yeah, that's the circulation of the meridians. Right. And then with the, 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 and down the, front. the hand motion of Petrin, for mm-hmm. example, mimics that path. So you're, Interesting, yeah. So you're doing kind of a physical thing. And some schools will do a a little wave with the back, like a little spinal wave to kind of go along with it. Sure. Um, so it's actually visible to right. see. So you a can physically bit of, enact that action uh, kind of with a wave. The stuff I learned, mostly you do it internally, so you can't see it in, in from the outside, but if you put your hands on you, the person, you can feel it. Um, there's like a little wave going up the body kind of. So the second stage is called concealed energy. It is free, relaxed, soft, and natural. However, don't be misled by the word soft. It is not soft like grass. Rather, it is elastic. This stage deals with changing chi into spirit and co-committantly changing the sinews. It is called big heaven. Dazotian. Right. Now you're getting into doing things on a... I mean, you're obviously still using your body because you're still doing things, but your your focus is on moving your mind through your energy channels, not trying to fire different parts of your physical body. For example, the, that wave you were doing in Pichuan to start with to really get the sense of it coming up your back and then down the front, right, which is the main sort of internal feeling of it becomes about just moving chi along your central channel and and doing the the movement from that space rather than from your spine right? mm. 
and that gives you a even tighter uh, center of gravity, right? So it, it becomes softer in the sense that you're not putting as much in your arms, but you're more stable because you got more in your in your center, in core, your center yeah. core. Yeah, so it's like the strength goes deep. One way to think about this progression, and it's on just a real big picture thing, is the first one is you, you get the strength in your hands. You know, you can do a technique and your arm doesn't collapse. You can do a technique and your knee doesn't buckle, mm. right? You got, you get the power from to, out to the extremity. The second part is you bring it into like your shoulders. So it isn't your hand doing the motion, it's your shoulders and your hips. And you really start getting the sense of that, what we would refer to as opening and closing or the marriage of heaven and earth stuff. So there's this this pulsing action happening in your arms and legs. And that's really where the power is coming from. It's not coming from your muscles. It's coming mm -hmm. from inside like your joint. Yeah, so now it's concealed energy where it's less obvious. Right. So it's still there, but it's it's hidden behind this sort of layer of you know your, your body. So he, he describes the way the body moves. When your right hand goes forward, the left hand pulls back as though it were tearing cotton or drawing a bow. But this is done slowly, not abruptly. When your two hands go forward, like pulling a cart, you use your legs, not your hands, to move the cart. It is your legs, not your hands, that impart strength to your boxing. The rear foot holds strength as though you were going to leap off it across a ditch. So there's that sense of like, you know, the spring has been bent to to spring out from the ins like there's an inner spring that's can release to the outside. Somehow. Yeah, you've lo the way it was explained to me is you've loaded like when you load a a spring like a mouse mm. trap, right? You have to put some energy in to load it. But once it sort of clicks into place, it will stay there until something triggers it, right? So that you're loading this, this spring, this compression inside your body a bit. When something touches it, you then spring off. It like it releases this internal mm. compression that you... But you're not holding it with tension. It's just mm. you, you develop this sort of inner squishiness that's that hidden power that's yeah. just held within without a clenching effect that's pretty sweet and you can see it uh for example in the sun ludong shing Yi book you can see there's pictures of him when he's younger his hand you know his his posture is a little more extended his arms more straight and his fingers are facing almost at a 45 degree angle then there's another picture when he's older his elbow is bent a little more and his fingers are pointing straight up almost like a bagua posture mm. and you can sort of see how he's brought it into his body more and it's it's a little less about going all the way out to the extremities mm. and more about connecting more to, to the core so here he moves this is Guoyan Shen's advice about the, the the highest stage the highest stage grows from the second it is called mysterious the result of marrow washing it is soft and uses no strength it lets you move more easily because the energy is concentrated and this energy merges you with emptiness, the Tao, in which boxing is non-boxing, non-boxing is boxing. I would say this is where Xing Yi meets the Tai Chi, right? Mm. That, that in Tai Chi, you start with the softness. Your goal is you, know, you get mm. as soft as possible, and through that softness, you eventually <clears throat> connect to this sort of inner power. Mm. That's the iron wrapped in silk approach mm. right Shingy's the polar opposite it starts with iron it starts with develop the structure and the power 
and then it works its way back into the body into the center to find that general softness that is inside all of us but they're working toward the same goal essentially so that brings me you know to this thing of of Tao and emptiness again is at the center of what Guoyan Shen's talking about. Boxing is non-boxing. Non-boxing is boxing. That's I interpret that as that sense of when you're fully embodied in something and you're like in that zone where you're fully manifesting it. It's like say in a sparring match where you feel like your your actions are just going exactly how they're supposed to. Like they're perfectly smooth and connected. It doesn't feel like you're trying really hard and swinging really hard. You just happen to be in the right place at the right time. And your structure and your body like carry you kind of like it's doing itself in a way. Yeah. The phrase Bruce uses is you stop doing the form and the form starts to do you right. You reach the point where your conscious mind is no longer needed to set off that trigger that your body, your what they call heart mind has developed to the point where you don't need the other stuff to tell you when to move. So this is the level of, you know, someone doesn't have to hit your arm to get you to move. They have to touch the hair on your skin, hmm. right? That you have a, and, and so you, they never actually feel any contact until you hit them. So it's, again, it's, it's not the, it doesn't have the yielding of Tai Chi. That, that part is still, separate right mm. but it has the ability to absorb and to release without doing any kind of uh compression and expansion on the outside so uh leo hung jay for example this was his whole thing with his shingy his shingy had almost no snap to it no pop at the end of any all the movements just Liquid end with a complete with a release and so it has this sense of it's continuously going forward but there's something pulling it that's not being forced it's you're you're being led by something other than what you're putting out and that speaks to the final part of the paragraph the energy derived is different from regular strength although the actions taken are the same the energy stays inside controlled by the mind this is the acme of shingy the best of alchemy boxing and the Tao. there you go dang so this is from this hardened warrior is coming this alchemy dao and xing yi are mixed together somehow like that's pretty how would you say it's it's a mind body practice from from the highest level yeah i think there was a with a lot i mean at least with everything i've you know learned that came from leo hung jay the and and seemingly this came from his teachers is that you can fight and you can do the other stuff, but there has to be a, like there's this caveat of don't hurt yourself, right? Both physically, but also don't hurt yourself mentally. Mm. And so the way you don't hurt yourself mentally is you don't build up all these pictures in your head about, oh, I'm this or I'm that and I'm strong and I'm beating somebody up and, and you're just kind of getting into this like movie in your head. You actually relax and dissolve and do all the meditation stuff so that you're clear you're seeing what's in front of you aka you're enlightened right 
Enlightenment is just seeing things for what they are. Shingi's goal is to see what's happening as it is. So that, you know, again, Shingi's not looking to become a monk. Mm-hmm. It's looking to have a clear mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and so share that. That is the, the common, yeah, that's the common denominator, I think, between all of these arts, right? And that's what Sun Ludong was really talking about when he said Neja Chuan is, you know, Shingi, Tai Chi, Bagua, is that. They all come from that same idea that it's your mind that has to be the primary thing, not your ego or your body's desires. On to the next section, he discusses the washing of the sinews and the bone marrow and so on. And there's a there's a discussion of that. And one of the things I wanted to highlight was he says to wash and clean the bone marrow is to relax completely and purify and refine the internal organs by using your mind thus making your body as light as a feather. And that reminded me of how within the training of the five elements in Santi, you do work from the five main organs one by one, applying Xingyi training to each one. And it just rang a bell with the training that we've done where the organs play a prominent role in the practice. Yeah, the, the stuff that uh, Bruce teaches that where you do that is mostly in the spiraling energy body. So, okay. The next thing I wanted to tap on. So he goes into a breathing discussion where he, the basic advanced and intermediate levels. Um, and he's given some instruction there. But one thing that stood out to me was that the third and highest breathing stage is of mysterious energy. In this stage, your spirit is transformed to emptiness and you do not feel you are breathing. There is no sound, no smell. Everything is empty. So he's talking about breathing in Santi to the point where breath itself sort of, becomes you can't even tell that you're breathing that's pretty high level when you relax it enough the uh, the the sense is that your breath and your chi become the same thing and this is why they're the same word that you you get to the point that the inhale exhale is not separate from but is also not controlling the in inward and outward flow of chi and this is the heart mind. This is that mm. same level of where all of the things that you had previously had to do with your intent, you now kind of do with this deeper thing that develops from years of practicing with the intent that comes out of this sort of merging of all of your the energies from your internal organs. So the that's why Santi, in a sense, is the beginning, but it's also the end because you start out doing it to develop all of this mm. stuff. But then once you've done the whole system and you've gone through everything to earth element, you then go back to doing Santi to kind of solidify it and integrate it and make it one thing. And then that becomes the you've now leveled up to the next part of it where now you're moving with a whole... Uh, a whole toolkit, right? The first time say that unconscious mind takes over, right? Something deeper than your main grasping mind. You build the toolkit. Then you have now the toolkit. Once you have the toolkit, you're able to use the thing in a different way. Creatively. And at a certain point, you just internalize everything to where none of it is conscious in your mind. And it just happens because you've trained it so much. I mean, none of this is like mystical. It's just, if you do something, you know, hundred thousand times it, it becomes <laughs> really easy and you don't put any effort into it. And I think you know, that's the main kind of 
message here. So this next paragraph, he talks about three stages of Shingy. So the first he describes as a steel chisel, like that uh, that overt power. Right. The next, like shooting off like an arrow, but the highest stage, he follows the wind and chases the moon. An outsider never sees the hit. If he does, it does not belong to this stage. This is Shingy, the highest level of achievement. The mind is mindless. You do nothing and have done everything. In the emptiness, we find our prenatal bodies. But do not be too concerned about this. If you try too hard, it will elude you. Instead of trying to achieve it, pretend you already have it. This will help your mind. Mm. After all, the mind is the embodiment of your actions. Therefore, Xing Yi is mind boxing. There you go. Dang. So that just breaks it down to this third level of like, uh, you, you hit, the other person never sees you get hit. The highest level is to do nothing and have done everything. This speaks to the philosophy of Lao Tzu and that. Yeah, do it's, without it's doing type of approach. Way, Another right. connection to Taoism that just keeps popping up every time in every paragraph of this thing. Yeah, and it's it's the um, action without action, right? That's the and you just get where when things happen, you just respond to them. You don't react to them. I think is a, right. The, like he's saying, if you try too hard, you'll never get there. Just pretend you already have it. Yeah, I don't know if pretend is a, 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 maybe the right word, it's, but it's it's you practice in a way that you're okay with what you have. And so you don't dilute yourself into thinking you're a god, but you also don't you know, think you're a piece of dog shit who can never get it. So a big part of Shingy is you have to develop a mindset of... Uh, the will, the, 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 I am kind of thing. And so when you do something in the beginning, right, this is that first stage, it's I, my will be done, right? You're going to do a technique and it's going to have that sort of, um, attitude of I've already done this. It's over. We're done. And it's very clear and it's very like, sure. Right. Yeah. The, the, the second layer is you get a little bit more comfortable with it. And you're able to start doing a bit more of the opening and closing and you're able to start letting your body be a bit freer. So instead of your technique just being a real short, sharp kind of thing mm. that go cuts to the quick, you have a little bit more where you're almost like a cat playing with a mouse, right? You have a bit more of this mindset of when someone punches at you, it's not, oh shit, it's, oh yeah. You're kind of like, oh, let's do this. And you're not afraid of it which then lets you kind of access a deeper part mm -hmm. of your body. And that's that middle level. And then, you know, if you can get past that, you can reach that third that level. That emptiness thing that he's talking about. All right, just a few more things that I wanted to cover here. In the basic posture, San Ti, says Guoyan Shen, most of the weight is on your rear foot. In Xing Yi, the weight is never shared equally. This eases movement and avoids the rigidity of double weighting. Unless you distinguish between the soft and the hard. Shingi is uncomplicated because it is natural. We are in harmony with everything. Do not look for miracles. Carry on like a normal person doing ordinary actions. And with perseverance, progress will come. Again, there's that thing about natural movement. I think in one of the past episodes, somebody had said, you know, anybody can practice Shingi. Again, it's because the movements of it aren't about big exaggerated expressive things they're about internal stability and anybody can practice that mm. I mean, so it, it really is a practice for the people kind of thing sure and this advice from probably over 100 years ago he's saying 
most of the weight is on your rear foot. So if anyone asks about Santi, there it says. <laughs> yeah, most all. I mean, I think that it's debatable, but I think definitely it's not on your front foot. <laughs> right? That's what you could take from here. So now here he talks about box of Shingy for health. You may learn Shingy simply for health, but if you learn it for boxing purposes, it's more difficult. Whoever is proud will lose. Watch the distance between yourself and an antagonist. Study his physical characteristics and stance. When you step forward, intend to dig into him. Protect your body with your elbows. Be versatile and flexible. Do not be afraid of changing your tactics. Do not use strength. Be calm and you will be stable. Yeah, each one of those things is like huge. Right? <laughs> I mean, each one of those is... I can just hear him saying those things yeah. to Sun Ludong in class, saying, when you step in, dig into him. Protect your body at the elbows. You know, keep your elbows in. Don't use strength. Be calm. Like, those are him in the corner shouting into the... Right, you can... <laughs> Just, you know, one statement after another of all the things you got to keep in mind. And at the same time, they all sort of become... I think it's very similar to the Tai Chi classics in that you can read it as uh, instructions, but it's also um, advice, right? So on one level, it's do it like this, but on another level, it's... Do it like that so that this will develop and you're looking to go to this direction. So there's always this mm. other level layer of it where, you know, don't think you're finished just because you got that one piece. There's mm. more to it. You just have to get to that marker before we're going to tell you what the next chunk is. And I think there's this, that's the linear nature of Shingy, right? That you're not doing linear things but your mind has to develop something and that something has to develop linear linearly otherwise it gets cluttered hmm. um, it's the most direct path by going linearly and like you're saying you keep the same motions and same actions it's just that at each of those three say developmental stages you're still doing santi but you're getting something different out of it at each of the stages of practice so I wanted to touch on one last story from one of Sun Ludong's books where his student uh, describes how Sun Ludong uh, would talk about the three different martial arts. So he says, Shingi will attack an opponent where he is strong rather than where he is weak. So Shingi confronts you right at your strongest point, whereas Bagua will vigorously change in all directions. So Bagua continues to change before it finds the point to enter. He says, Taiji will flow continuously, moving along with an attack by neither disconnecting nor resisting, responding by staying centered. So that's the way he describes it. And he adds the three personalities. Shingi crashes through, <coughs> Bagua goes around, and Taiji just stays there. What do you think of that? I mean, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite analogy for that is you have a castle. Um, so the, the Shingi castle, as you attack it, just before you get to the, the gate, so you're not even, or the moat, you're not even at the castle yet. Arrows start flying and hitting you and you're just getting wiped out before you even get there. Get to the gate. Right. Tai Chi, you run up, doors open, you no, no one's there. You're like, where is everybody? Doors closed behind you. Here comes the hot lead and the arrows, right? Bagua, the castle just gets up and moves, walks away. <laughs> so it pivots out of the way. Castle's just not where you think it's going to be. I hear that go through. And here's another idea of the castle, like... Say you were attacking the castle with Xing Yi, you'd just go straight for the front gate and batter it down. 
With Bagua, you might go around the side and try to attack from the cliffs on the other side of the castle. And then right. it says Taiji just stays there. So you just wait till they, wait, wait. they pan, you know, eventually they run out of food and they have to come out. And yeah. then that's, that's, that's the, yeah, that's the, the, that's the other, sieging side that's of the here equation. On the other right? side of it, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how the three arts, and Sun Ludong is a guy who really brought forward the idea of those three arts mixing together and having different strategies, but sharing a lot of the same qualities of physical connections working with chi this obsession with like the dantian and some of these Taoist concepts you can see all three of them and later when we more talk about tai chi more you'll see even more so yeah. those philosophical concepts being used in the martial art hey folks isaac here i hope you enjoyed the episode uh just want to quick remind people to check out our instagram Check out the Patreon for interviews and lessons and other exclusive content. And like and subscribe, tell a friend, and leave us a positive review on iTunes. Take care, have a good day, and be well.